How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is the Burgundy and Gold Today on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Oh, this is a big treat for you here. You know, when you hear Burgundy and Gold today, regardless of what happens on the field, we ball out every day. So you're going to get that Monday through Friday here, straight out ballers. And in order to pull that off, you got to have talent. This next guy here, I mean, one of the best to put on the Burgundy and Gold He's in the business now, Jackson. You inspired this young man to go <laughs> get into broadcast. He wanted to be just like you. I doubt that. And now he's a leader of an empire. Gus Farratt, QB1, what's up? What's up, Doc? How you doing? Hey, man, tell Jackson, man, that you wanted to grow up to be just like him, and now he's getting <laughs> I was jealous. going to Gus's games as a kid, so don't even start with that. I don't, I don't even want to hear it. Oh, my oh, God. On, Jackson, you, you're not that much younger than me, right? <laughs> no, he's really not. No, I'm not. Uh, no, I was telling Doc, though, I remembered Gus going to that game in 95 mm-hmm. when you guys beat the Cowboys. I think you were big underdogs, I'm sure, at RFK that year. That was their last Super Bowl team with Switzer was a coach. Mm-hmm. And you got the start that day, and obviously that was that was a huge win uh, for, for the team that day. And, uh, again, I was surprised at how many uh, Cowboy fans were at RFK. That was the first time I've ever really been to a game at RFK where I remember it was like, oh, God, these Cowboy fans are here. And they're like roaches. They're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's, it's nice to keep them all quiet, though. Yeah, no, it was great. I mean, what do you remember from that game? And, I mean, that was kind of weird. Obviously, you were the, the other quarterback. I mean, they drafted Heath to be the guy here, but you got your chance that week. Obviously, Nor believed in you, and uh, you were you know, you know were able to go and obviously get you know a huge win at that time. Well, you know, that, that whole year for me is just such a whirlwind just because of uh, everything that was going on. But anytime you play the Cowboys, that week is a little more intense in practice. And I just remember, like, there's a different attitude about the vets that were there, right? Like, it's Cowboys week. We got to win. You know, it's just such a rivalry, such old school kind of feeling that when I was there that I took on and I loved it. And just going out in the field and anytime I got to play at RFK and being in that stadium was just, I've never been in another stadium that made me feel that way. Wow. And the Pittsburgh guy who you've seen tradition right in front of your eyes. And that means a lot. I mean, because it's hard to beat the Steelers in terms of big game atmosphere, anything that they do, and how a religion football is. So for you to put RFK in that realm, man, that is huge. Well, Doc, you know, I mean, when you go to that, there was something special about that stadium. Mm -hmm. The fans, uh, you know, bleachers would bounce. Uh, You know, the band, everything that took place there, it just spoke to every person who was a fan of the team. And, uh, you know, for me, I, I mean, obviously been able to play in almost every stadium and in front of all the fans. But for me, that was just an amazing experience, and I loved it. And it all started for me when I would get out of the car, had my daughter, and um, I remember getting out, and Sonny was always there. Sam was always Sam Huff was always there. And there's two iconic guys who are there talking to me and my wife and holding my daughter. And so it was like, 
don't know. Life can't get any better for me right now. <laughs> Gus and Rod join us here in Burgundy Gold today. Doc Walker, Scott Jackson with you here on the Team 980 Streaming Live on the free Odyssey app. What, what have you thought watching this group uh, with, with Scott Turner now, you know, Norv's son, uh, running the offense? Do you see a lot of the similarities at some of the things you guys did? And, and what, what do you think uh, of what he has done so far with, with this team offensively? Yeah, you know, Scott calls plays. Things are very similar. Obviously, he's going to put his own kind of spin on things. Um, uh, you know, but uh, obviously, he sends it back to his dad. I'm sure his dad watches a lot of games. They talk on the phone a lot. Um, so he's probably not far off of what Norv used to call. Uh, the game has changed, I think, a lot from the time when I was playing for Norv. You know, we had a fullback downhill. We were running counters and power football with, with uh, Terry Allen and and, uh, you know, it was just – it's a different game. We don't see that anymore. And so I think Scott's probably taken a lot of what Norv we used to do on third down and, you know, second and long and turns into regular offense now. Wow. You know, you have been involved in so many different things post your NFL career. What is the one thing that motivates you now – I know outside of building the network with former players and doing the podcast, doing the whole things, you've always got something going. I love your entrepreneurial spirit. But outside of watching Sunday's games, what pushes your buttons now? Well, you know, for me, Doc, is it, you, you talked about we're building this NFL alumni podcast network. Mm-hmm. And for me, man, when I get the guys on the call – and I talk to these guys that I played against or played with or were a little older, a little younger, whatever. It doesn't matter. We just all come from the same ilk, and it's so nice. And a lot of times it feels like we're just back in the locker room BSing. And I think if you ask a lot of former players, that's the one part. We love the game. We miss the game. Uh, you know, but that locker room stuff, that camaraderie, that, that kind of personal relationship that you have with the guys when you're playing on a team – you never get that back again, right? And so I think that what I'm doing now, I love it because I get to talk to all these guys, and I bring that kind of – it brings that all that feeling uh, back, and so it's really nice to hear all these other guys' stories, where they're from, the teams they played for, and then just bringing that all together in our network. is it, it's We're growing something special. Just for Rob with us, BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today. With us here on Burgundy and Gold today, when you when you see you know quarterbacks you know early in a game like Carson Wentz had this past week against uh, the Eagles, and you get knocked around like that, and you know as the game goes on, maybe maybe his clock uh, wasn't speeding up as quickly as quickly as it should. Uh, do you feel like you know is it fair to say guys you can get shook you know because of what happened early in the game and maybe sometimes also feel pressure that's not there and you know this it just didn't seem like Carson ever could get in any kind of real rhythm uh, this past weekend uh, how, how did you kind of look at that performance and, and does that happen with quarterbacks oh yeah I want you to go out and get in your car right now and and go out and get nine wrecks consecutively <laughs> with your car and then tell me if you're shook or not but that's kind of how it feels, you know, when you're a quarterback and, and you're just getting pummeled and it feels like your space is getting collapsed. And, and then, you know, I haven't seen many guys be able to handle that. And the one guy in the last few years that I've been able to see handle that was Joe Burrow. I mean, he, yeah. in that playoff run he had last year, it was amazing. Like it was like, there was no line in front of him, and he was just getting hit and coming up and that doesn't happen that often. So for what Carson went through early in that game, I would say that yeah, he probably was shook, and you're seeing you're you know, you're seeing ghosts sometimes, and it's not like you're you're out there playing scared. You're just knowing that I got to get rid of the ball because I don't have much time, and my guy's got to get open, and so all of that turns into probably not very good play out of uh, an offense, and so it takes the whole team. That's why it's an amazing sport. Just one guy can't do it. It takes all eleven. The one interesting thing about our guest Gus Farratt is the man who, you know, when you play on multiple teams, you also get so many different ways, and most of them don't work, but you get a chance to experience it, and I think it makes you invaluable as a consultant or a counselor for quarterbacks. When you see this young man now get hit as often as he did against Philadelphia, 
early on, I haven't been in that position since the freshman year in high school. You tell us, does it make you hold on to the, when you hold on to the ball instead of not getting rid of it? Explain that because my instincts say I might have gotten rid of it too soon. Yet he kept holding on. What what was going through his brain? Well, his brain's probably telling him. I, I would say probably that he's holding on to it because he knows that if he gets rid of it too early, his guys aren't ready. Um, plus, you know, he, he, there's it's just a, it's a tough situation because he's probably wanting to step up, get away from pressure. He thinks it's coming. It may not be coming. I've been in those situations, and it's not fun. And so it's hard to block the last play out, right? Because one thing I learned from Daryl Green um, was that when I was at Cowboys, Michael Irvin beat him for a touchdown. And he came back on the sideline. He was just talking. He was good. You know, Daryl's just an amazing player and an amazing guy. And I said, Daryl, you know, how are you handling that? You know, we, he, Michael, you went one-on-one. You're always one-on-one. Michael, he beat you. He goes, Gus. It's over. I can't do anything about it. The most important play is the next play, and it's hard to do when you're you're getting your butt beat. But that's the thing that you always have to keep in mind. All right, that happened. I can't control it. I just got to go back, and I got to hope my guys are blocking, and I got to do my job. I can't block and and throw it. I can't throw it and catch it. I can only do what I'm supposed to do. And so sometimes guys lose sight of that, and I feel like. When you when you get hit early, that happens a lot to quarterbacks. Gus Farratt talking to us here on Burgundy Gold today. Doc Walker, Scott Jackson here on the team, 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. I, I don't know how much of this these first three weeks you've got to watch the Commanders, but it has obviously been, you know, it got the great start against against the Jags, but since then have been two horrific starts. You know, getting down by you know twenty four points in the last two games. I, did you ever play an offense for whatever reason? Maybe you practice well during the week or whatever, but you just had problems getting out of the block, so to speak, in games. And how how do you go about fixing that? And can that be corrected, uh, you know, early in the season uh, before it becomes you know something that basically just absolutely you know torpedoes your year? Yeah, I think it's it. I've been in on teams like that, and it's just that little extra work, right? That a little extra that you have to do in preparation, in game day, you know, linemen have to pick up that little extra block. They can't just be satisfied with doing what they're supposed to. I'm going to, you know, it's, it's, it's the ultimate hustle. And I think that's the only way that you can get out of it, right? We're all giving our extra effort. I'm not just, uh, I'm going to slide today. I'm going to, I got to go, you know, get that extra three yards because it all matters. And, uh, and I think it's contagious, right? So if your leaders are doing it, the other guys are doing it. Um, if your leaders aren't doing it, the other guys will say, well, why do I need to do it then? So I think it's contagious. And for what the commanders have been going through, we saw what they can do. Now the leaders have to step up and practice and do it every day. And I think if that team wants to be great, you know, there's only one way to be great, and that's every time you go in that facility and step on that field, no matter whether it's practice or game, you have to try and be great. Gus Farratt, you know, there are 32 different philosophies, 32 different owners. Everybody's got money. Here's what I love about the NFL. It's not like normal life where some people just have way more money than others. No, everybody's rich. So everybody kind of like has, is, has a chance at this. Yet most of them fail miserably over and over and over again. So if you were given the right, you are now Gus Farratt. You have a franchise. I think there are 10 principles that I know that I would employ. I'd like to ask you, what are the first two or three things that you would do if we gave you unlimited access to funds and a chance to start a professional football team? Yeah, you know, I've been around a lot of teams, a lot of owners, Um and, you know, there's a lot of people that have to go into making an organization great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you come in as an owner, you're going to put in, obviously, the people you want. And so I think the first thing you need to do um, in that front office, um, it's not even really the football people. It's everyone that, that 
that are similar to you, that have a profile like yours, that, that you know, can be a little different, but understand, um, you know, if you're very empathetic, you need people like that to understand you. And, and there's a lot that goes into that being an owner. And then you have to think about, okay, am I going to be hands-on, hands-off? And most owners I see, you don't see him at practice. Like Mr. Cook used to come to practice every now and then, and I think he was kind of a little bit of a mix. He had his office. I don't know how many owners are like that now, but I think then I'm, I'm getting a GM that I can trust. So that's your first hire. Then, your first hire is a general manager. Yeah, because that's the guy that's going to go and do the work for you. Right. Okay. No, but I mean, no, no, that's not how everybody has their own way. I'm just trying to figure out. I agree with you. My first hire would be a general manager. That would be the most powerful person in my organization would never be a coach. It would be the general manager. That doesn't mean I'm right. That's just how I would do it. And that's why I was wondering what, that's why I wanted to know what, who was your first hire? Well, I'm saying the general manager because He's overseeing everything, trainers, um, you know, everything that goes on in the kitchens. If, if you know, every team has kitchens now. We didn't exactly. Eat. I mean, if you remember, Doc, there was no kitchen in. in no, it was Mickey D's in the Brown Bay. You're right. It was peanut butter <laughs> yeah. and jelly. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. what I'm saying. But they're, they're overseeing the coaches, the players, everyone. They have their hands in everything. A coach is, is just supposed to coach, right? The players. Right, you don't have to worry about marketing and doing all the other stuff. General managers overseeing everything, and then uh, you hire good coaches. But inevitably, it comes down to the players, Doc. And what do the players need? Are we taking care of all their needs? Is everything they're doing coordinated to make them the best player they can be on the field? Right? Is the lifting structured for their position? Is their eating structured for their position? Is you know, how we're watching film structure different position the right way, because it's not all the same. Every position is absolutely different. Mm-hmm. A quarterback doesn't learn the same as an offensive lineman, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. A lineman doesn't care what the coverage is, mm-hmm. unless you're Matt Burke at center, and he would see the coverage and he'd call certain protection, right? Right. But not many guys could do that. So I think that it's it, it always starts at the top, but that general manager is going to oversee everything, and it and to me, it has to be, you know, not what the owner wants at that point. It's what the players want, and we got to get the players in that fit our expectations. We just can't have an offense and think you can bring in any player and he's going to be able to perform in that offense. If you have an offense, you better go get a player that fits your, your personality and fits your way that you call plays, right? Because this isn't like Legos. You can just snap a new piece on. Right, you got to go find somebody that 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 works the same, that that does things the same way that you do, and I think that's the only way a team can be built. That's why Brady and Belichick were so great together because they kind of had that same idea. Yeah, no right. doubt, All no right. doubt. Uh, Gus Farrat, man, we appreciate it. Uh, appreciate everything you've been doing as well. Uh, any anywhere people can find you, uh, please feel free to plug that. Yeah, everybody can go to NFLAPodcast.com. They can see my podcast on there, and they can see all the other guys, uh, you know, from Lawrence Taylor to we have a Bengal show. Uh, I'm trying to get Doc Walker on there, but, you know, he, it's, he's, he's big time. It's hard to get him on there. But go to NFLAPodcast.com, check out all our shows, and we're adding more every week. Awesome. Oh, that's great, man. I appreciate it. I'm looking for my opportunity, Gus. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting patiently. Hey, I, I, we're waiting for you, man. All right, brother. Right I appreciate over. you. You dropped some dimes on us, man. Thank you. I'll be in contact. All right, All right you got All it, right, man. Thanks. That's good for us. See you, man. Yeah, he answered the question I wanted, and that my first yeah. hire. Yeah. What would be your first hire, Jack? Yeah, it's got to be a GM. I mean, it's no, just, it don't have to be. Well, no, listen. No, we, it's not here. Right. No, there are <laughs> other places. That, no, it don't have to be. Listen, we went through this. I've yeah. lived through this in many versions, right? Yeah. Whether it was um, with the Wizards or with this football team, yeah. you know, back in the heyday. When There's a worked. number of ways to do it. When it worked, yeah. you was usually GM first. Yeah. Uh, that person would then hire the coach. I believe in that. Uh, you have to, yes, you have to have some level of give and take. 
And, you know, somebody's going to break the ties, right? I mean, it's either you're going to say, hey, the GM has to break the tie. You know, he's the guy who's the final right. decider. That's why you got to have him in charge. Or the coach. I mean, look, we, we know Joe and Bobby had a little power struggle at one point. And Bobby all the healthy ones do. Right, and eventually going to. All the healthy ones right. do. Eventually going to. Um, we saw this with the Wizards, even though in the early years with Eddie and Ernie, it worked really well because they were winning. Mm-hmm. But then when tough times came about, hey, guess what? Eddie wasn't Ernie's guy. And Ernie right. and Eddie was hired before Ernie, so Eddie always thought he was above Ernie, even though Ernie no, was actually above be. Eddie. Exactly. So you had all this weird stuff, and you know, and A. Poland was so, so hot to get Eddie, he went out and hired him before he ever hired a GM, right. which was wrong. I mean, right. it was really no, not the way to do it. That's an owner mistake. That's an owner mistake, what, but what, those things yeah. can be forced upon both parties, exactly. and it makes it awkward. I mean, there was a time, I don't know if people remember this, but Tom Thibodeau was hired here mm-hmm. by Ernie. Mm-hmm. And after about two days, he cleaned out his office and left mm-hmm. as an assistant, as an assistant no, remember, to Eddie Jordan, because he was hired coach. to be the defensive coordinator, right. so to speak. Mm-hmm. And Eddie, you know, went above. We never said, need hey, one. This is in my contract. Yeah. I will hire my staff. This this should not be happening. Right. This guy just said, I, "I'm too uncomfortable. I'm out of here." Like for whatever reason, then went right. to Boston. Right. We know the rest is history. Yeah, and we lose again. So all I'm saying is that I'm indicating this. This may work out great. This group may go to the yeah. Super Bowl this year. But if they don't, yes. I would encourage if we ever get a, somebody in charge of the yeah. operation, there's a way that is proven that doesn't work in this league. Right. Yeah. And that is when a coach has too much power that doesn't win. He's not going to discipline himself. He's going to probably bring in everybody he grew up with on his block and in his neighborhood – and the only way you can circumvent that is to have somebody that doesn't give a shit about his family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, straight up. If you want to hit this real, then that's what I'm saying. Right is right. You can't expect people to police themselves. You need adult supervision. Either get some leadership going on it or deal with the results. All right. We'll get back to some calls, 301-230-0980. we got a Thursday night football game to get to as well. Could be a good one tonight, Miami at the Bengals. We'll talk about that coming up. It's Doc Walker, Scott Jackson. Thanks to Gus Farrar for joining us here on Burgundy Gold today here on the Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at 
at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. This is the Burgundy and Gold Today. Dalton gets set. Chase Young got him. On the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. That lets you know, folks, that young kid is back. You know, I love his youth and enthusiasm because... He's very confident, he's isn't confident. he? He's confident. He's extremely confident. This is, you know, this is like... <laughs> he likes to poke the bear. Oh, he totally likes oh, to poke Oh, he loves that. He That's called part. you and Brian the bald-headed he, brothers the other bald-headed day. bald-headed brother. No, see, no, be <laughs> Mitch. See, Brian, Brian doesn't know yet. Yeah, yeah. But he will know tonight. When I see him, okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm just letting you know right now. <laughs> see, you messed up. See, you really stepped on it. Once B. Mitch hears about this, oh, that's great. it's over. So, Scott Jackson. <laughs> yes. I got a question for you. Did you snitch on me, Scott? <laughs> no, I said it in front of you, so it's not snitching. Yeah, he said it in front of you. <laughs> but I heard about it. And B. Mitch, look, look. I I'll told you, Doc hears everything, man. Oh, he's yeah, like I'll Santa Claus. Tonight. He's like Santa Claus. He hears I'll see everything. him tonight. Okay, he'll know. Uh, yeah, he's like Santa. He Watch hears it all. back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just amazed that you know how these young boys mess with B. Mitch. They just don't know. Oh, uh, it's like poor Jeff Walker. I mean, he's ooh, Jeff ooh, Walker. You I, know, I don't what? know what he's thinking? He got a cast on his hand. Yeah, I wonder how that happened. Messing around with B. Mitch. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, now look, I sleep with one eye open, man. Yeah, yeah. No, you ha- you have to. What'd you think about Gus Farad? Did you hear the interview? I caught the tail end because me okay. and Matt were uh, swapping out. Okay, swapping yeah. Yeah. swapping spots. Yeah, so he's in front of a. He, Gus is now running a podcast network. Yeah. Yeah, podcast network. That's awesome. Good yeah, for him. It's good. Sharp you know, so guy. J- he says, you know, I'm not that much older. I'm, he- I'm actually younger. Than- <laughs> oh, so uh, unlike unlike him, I didn't jump into pro football and said I was covering sports. But yeah. I do remember standing in front of Gus and he thinking to myself, "My God, these guys are my age." You know, when I was back, yeah. now, I was young. You know, yeah. and I was like, "This yeah. is whacked." You know, yeah. I remember feeling that way. I remember sitting next, like I was at a Bullets game one year, and it was mm-hmm. at a randomest thing. He sure was sitting like two seats down from me, and I think mm-hmm. I talked to the poor guy the whole game. I felt bad. Um, hell of a nice guy. Hell, is he? he hell was of a nice one guy. Of, you know what? I did a college football game at ESPN, Kentucky, Tennessee. Oh, nice. When he sure was there. First time, I, you know what to do was an athletic freak. He was a great athlete. And you know, that really hurt oh. him. It, it, like, he was almost like. This day and age, like yeah. he would have been much more valuable than he was back then. Because no back question. then they're trying to fit you in. Yeah. Hey, you got to be a drop back, you know, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And he had athleticism and all this stuff that he had. And then, of course, he lost that when he had that foot injury. I think that happened in New Orleans, though, right? That happened after here. And it just. But he it, was so good. People acted like he couldn't. I saw him be like Menzel. Yeah. I saw him be like Baker. I saw him as good as anybody I covered in college football. No, he was. I mean, he was exciting, and you know, again, the athleticism part—you just—they didn't emphasize that back I know in the states. Something happened, and it just—you uh, know—and again, just mentally, you know, again, this is why I say to all my friends that are in politics that that get mm-hmm. pissy about. Yeah. Um, I met you they, one friend that get pissy about politics. athletes, right? Yeah. I say, hey, all I know is there there was a guy who played quarterback here that couldn't cut it as a quarterback, but he made it. You know, he oh, but he really? made yeah. it in Congress. Yeah, so Congress. I mean, it's obviously. A lot harder to play quarterback than it is to be an elected exactly. official. So exactly. that's all I know. Uh, but anyway, you know, he was a congressman in North Carolina for what six years? Yeah. I want to say it's something good like dude, that. Man. Yeah, I actually saw him randomly too when I was up with my, my son when he was like seventh or eighth grade on a mm-hmm. field trip. When Heath was still in Congress, he stopped by and said hello to the class. It was really funny. But yeah, nice guy. Very nice. You know guy. what I wanted to get to with Gus, and we'll get him back down the road. Um, what I learned most, one of the other things I learned from Coach Gibbs, not as a player, but as I covered it as a member of the media, Jerry Rome, who was a terrific player, hell of a coach, a legend, Kyle Dallas Cowboy quarterback, he had an assistant coach, his quarterback coach, on an adjacent field with one guy and several assistants. For 80% of the practice with just a quarterback or two. And I used to sit up there and go, wow. Yeah. He put such an emphasis on the one position. Guess who all went through that school? The kid we just had on the phone? Yeah. 
Green went through it. Trent Green, yeah. Rip Rippin went through it. Doug Williams went through it. Uh, Trent Green. I watched him. Trent Green. Jerry Rome have a catcher's mitt. Little catcher's mitt. They were killing his hands, so he had these big old fat gloves. Remember, Trent Green was a running quarterback in college. Yeah, right? but in he Indiana. had with one coach yeah, yeah. for two hours plus every day. He developed quarterbacks, and they weren't making the money that they're making now. No. Now that you're giving them all this money, you don't develop them. You don't develop them, <laughs> and because you got no boss, right? There's nobody to say, "Hey, I need you to blah 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 blah." No, it doesn't happen. And I sit there and go, "Am I the only guy that saw that?" I can't be. No, don't don't think you're the only guy that saw it. But it is interesting. But, but, but do you hear the questions being asked over there? That you could do that now. Nobody, well, would, Joe, nobody lets you do that now. Yeah, but Joe was Joe ahead of the game. Yeah, with the free agencies, yeah. Plan B. Yeah. See, he beat them in yeah. every way possible. Yeah. He and his and Bobby. You can't, d- unfortunately, you cannot do that now, yeah. sadly. But you can't. You know, look, you could still develop guys. I mean, there's nothing against that. But yeah, now you you know it's weird because you come in and you know for a guy like Sam Howell, what's he doing now? He's running a scout team, right? I mean, he's not even running your offense. I guess he gets a few reps here and there. If Wentz is getting a veteran day off or whatever. Although I wouldn't know because obviously I don't, don't see practice. Are you there? <laughs> we no, don't no, see that's the other thing too. Right? We don't know. I mean, I'm assuming. No, no. See, the owners, the owners think they're winning when you let the coaches keep us out of practice. You also hurt yourself because now you don't know what's going on. At least when we were out there, we'd run on shows and say, wait a minute, how come they don't do this? Right. I would be the first guy saying, are you letting a developmental quarterback play scout throw scout team? I mean, to me, that was that was that was mind boggling. Does it make sense? Uh, I got a guy drafted right. and he's just playing the other team's I, dummy. I know. No, I can go get a guy at seven eleven and have him throw scout team. I need to be developing. A guy to play my system, right? Yeah, I mean, he still goes through all their drills with you, but then he has to run scout. No, come on, Jack. That's not that. That's, that's nothing. Yeah, that's what they don't develop. Well, they, you know how it is. They always go, "Hey, this guy's coming to the game. He took zero snaps this week." The first and team quarterback takes it. like ninety percent of the. They brag about it. Ninety-nine percent of but the. But if snaps. they had a boss, yeah. who understood pro football, he chastised him. Well, that's why you always have positions for Colt McCoy. Exactly. And guys who don't need reps, exactly. And Taylor, I think, is that guy. He's invaluable. Yeah, he'll make Taylor will be in this league another five years, yeah. guaranteed. Because yeah. you don't need reps, you better pay him too. You don't need reps, so that's what you do. All right, three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. If you want to jump back on the phones, uh, we we're talking earlier about Dallas Who's week. Sound? We get no Ron, and uh, I don't know. Ron didn't talk. Come no, Ron man, doesn't Ron do. Didn't talk. He doesn't do Thursdays. Jack, oh, wait, wait a minute. Jack talked in right. Jack talked today. Yeah. Oh come on, man. Give me some Jack. You want to hear that later? We can do that. We yeah, got Jack we? or Scott Please. Turner. You would rather hear Jack? I'd rather hear as many of them talk as possible. Well, we I could, love it when they talk. Well, let's. Get- <laughs> Who do we got on the phones first? Let's get to the fo- let's clear out the phones. Well, you know what the phones are going to say. I know. You what hate is. your guts. We suck. You're not going to beat Dallas. Bob. We've heard enough I've of heard that. It. I know. Well, that's true too. <laughs> where's that? Where's Big L? Where's Big and in charge? What does he say about himself? Young is in charge. Oh yeah, young and in charge. Young. Yeah, that's funny. God damn. dog. Dag. Nabbit. Let me see. <laughs> All right, Capitol Hill. We go, Derek. Welcome to Burgundy and Gold today. What's going on, Doc? That's uh, Capitol Heights. Um, hey, dog, Doc, let me tell you I, something. You want to do this show? <laughs> <laughs> you be wherever the hell I say you're from. <laughs> no, man, I've been messing with you. Go. <laughs> hey, Doc, I've always heard you say there are a lot of good character guys on this team. Um, Doc, I'm starting to see it a little different. I'm starting to believe there's a character issue, not just with the players, but the coaching staff as well. This consistently starting in cement every game. You you look up before you blink, you're down 20. Um, slow starts in the first half, slow starts to the season. When does someone just just grab the bull by the horn and say, look, we're doing it this way because this is how we know it works, and we're going forward with this method? Like, I see people around in the game when I'm watching, you're just too chill and cool by losing. You're down 20. And no one seems to care. That's well, why I well, think wait, I'm wait, starting to believe this. And okay. Derek, I appreciate your call. 
Why should they? Who's who's who do they answer to? I mean, you're not gonna get in trouble. How many of you would have cleaned your room up if you knew your mom wasn't gonna whip your behind or your dad when he got home? Who would do anything without being self? I mean, monitored. Now, y'all think I'm trying to be? I'm not trying to be funny. I'm asking you. No, it's funny. Okay, Jack came up with this joke. Hey, young fella, did you hear what Jack said? He had a prank. He came up with the. He made up these stats about the team start, and it's it's hilarious. It's not made you up. You haven't heard it's it? No, this ain't real. It's real. Ch- okay, Anthony, this is Anthony, tell listen, this, is listen real. to this, Anthony. After Sunday's game where they trailed twenty four nothing, the Commanders are now trailed by twenty or more points in ten of thirty six games in a Ron Rivera. Also, the seventh time they've fallen down by a score of 20 to nothing or worse. Young fella, do you believe that? That's 20% that's impossible. Of the time, um, no way, no way in the hell that that's up, true. Anthony. You know I wouldn't make that up. Yeah, I don't think Scott would make it up. Thank you. I, I think you. it's very much believable. I mean, we've had two games already to Two start in a row, right? This season. Right, two in a row, 24 nothing. Exactly. So there you go. Back to back, that's two. Now let's talk about two other seasons. I could definitely believe it. It's definitely believable. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> Nobody's punking you. I'm telling you, it's real. Well, I'm just saying, I don't believe how these parents, these young parents, all these new millennials would talk about time out and how they manage their babies and you don't do this and you don't. I, man, I don't understand how none of this new stuff you young people are doing. But I tell you what, hell, I should have been a coach. That's unbelievable. That's true what he's saying. True story. Man. I believe it. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a timeout. Let's hear from the defensive coordinator on the other side briefly before we get out of here. Hand it over to the Hoffman Show. It is Burgundy Gold today, Doc. Scott Jackson here with the Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the Burgundy and Gold Today. McLaurin in stride for the first down. On the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. One, two, three, three. Haney's his last name. Anthony's his first. Syracuse University produced the scholar. What, what do you think Anthony would have been like um, in his favorite sport? Jack on the collegiate level. Well, I don't know what I've, whatever sport you. Oh, oh, is he? Oh, he is a basketball player. Haney's a basketball guy. Oh, he is absolutely. He's a hoops guy. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yeah. On the baseline, Anthony Haney. Okay. Always. True bucket getter over here, Doc. 
He is True a bucket, bucket getter. getter. Now, okay. I'll be honest with you, if you're looking for a guy to set up somebody else to get shots, yeah. that's not your it's guy. Not, oh, okay. It's not him. <laughs> so he's sticky fingers, okay. Yeah, so he's sticky like fingers. You gave Anthony the ball. Yeah, yeah I think he can get buckets. Okay. Okay. You're not getting it back. But okay. if you were hoping, like, hey, we're going to run this offense. So, so, gonna, so no. he's a volume shooter. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, he's a You know who I really want to see ball? G from the shop. I want to see G from the shop. Now, I know his pass is credible. Right. His pass is credible. But I mean, currently, the way he trains, I want to know has <laughs> it affected his game you know, at all. I'm just saying. I'm just worried about that. We, we asked a lot of questions. You mentioned, I mentioned the coaches. And you want to hear? Ro- yeah, I'd love to hear. Man, I can't get enough. Let's hear a Jack Del Rio just a little while ago. Wrap it up talking Cowboys commanders. All right. Afternoon, everybody. Afternoon. Uh, Jack, what did you make of your defense last week? Um, I like the first, third, and fourth quarters. I thought I thought we played some good football in spurts. Uh, we're looking to have more consistency in, in what we're doing, but there were some real bright spots in the game, and um, you know a couple things we'd like to do better. But uh, the effort has been really strong, uh, and I feel like we're improving. And Benjamin looked pretty comfortable outside. What do you attribute that to? And is that something you look at maybe in the future? Yeah, he stood up. Uh, Benjamin did a good job. Um, late late in the week, you know, Will had some issues and wasn't able to go. And Benjamin stepped up and did a nice job for us. So, yeah, we'll, we're, we're looking to play good football, you know, whatever we can do. The way Deron and John Allen are playing together with their games up front and everything, what do you make of those two? Are they, are they kind of at another level or a higher level than they were last year? I like the way the D-line group is working as a whole. I think the leadership has been very strong, uh, both John and and, uh, and Deron, uh, both two really good football players. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like the way they're approaching things. And when you mentioned uh, you saw a lot of bright spots on the film, what were some of them that really stood out to you? Uh, I mean, I'm moving on. I mean, I understand, you know. Um, you know, I'd rather just talk about what we have coming up in Dallas and and move on. There's some definitely some bright spots, some good things that occurred, and um, we need to keep the good things good and work on some of the things that are not as good, uh, being more consistent there. Um, in terms of you know, looking back a little bit, also looking forward, what did you notice with Cam Curl back in the lineup and how can his impact continue to shape this defense? Great to have Cam back. Um, he is, uh, he's a con- has a kind of a calming influence on the group. I think um, you know, he's so reliable um, and, and, and his communication is so strong, his understanding of, of what we're doing so strong. So great to have him back. And with Cooper Rush, limited film, but a guy who's been in the league for a while, how are you uh, going about preparing for him? Yeah, there's plenty of film. Uh, he's doing a nice, nice job uh, directing the offense. Um, you know, he gets rid of the ball quickly. Um, he's led them late in, in two close games and been able to help them pull out a win. So, um, yeah, we're going through the studying all the Cooper Rush tape we can and uh, getting ourselves prepared. Ron was saying for the explosives that you guys are at least in position to make plays. What did you kind of make of those? And then just was there something that clicked for you guys in terms of being in better position? Was it just better execution? What did you kind of see? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, I feel like we have a good handle on what's going on and why and um, working hard to rectify it, you know. And, um, uh, you know, that's, that's what we have to do. You know, we just... That's uh, definitely one of our musts, must get that part going. I think a lot of things improve when we do, and we're working hard at that. And with Jamin, you know, he had a couple of the plays that he was there for the contain for Hertz. What have you seen from him in terms of rushing the passer, and is there something about his game that suits that area? Uh, well, he's got a lot of speed, you know, so if you have a guy that can run, he, he can certainly track him and get him down. And uh, there were a couple examples of him doing just that in the game. Um, so I want him to continue to grow and work hard and develop the way he is and he'll make the plays when he has an opportunity. Montez Sweat, uh, obviously he's done some good things, but that sack number, it, what do you tell him about 
focusing on that or, or when those will come? Yeah, I mean, sacks and, and turnovers come in bunches, and um, you just got to, you know, play and compete and really be focused on, you know, each guy focus on what he can do for us, and and then we put it all together on game day. And uh, but he's, I think he's doing a great job. I think he's affecting a lot of things that don't necessarily show up in the stat column. But he's playing good football. Another guy at that position, Shaka Tony. Obviously, a lot of potential there. Where is he at in his developmental curve? Yeah, a lot, a lot different scenario. One guy was a seventh round pick and uh, special teams contributor, and and one guy's a you know, first round talent. Um, but we expect all our guys to prepare, play well. Uh, they're getting opportunities. We've had a, a, a bunch of injuries we've been able to kind of withstand, and um, we, we, we should start getting guys healthier and get them back into play. But uh, I like the way the group's working overall. I think, you know, working hard, and, and um, I think Z's doing a good job with the group. Uh, Jack, when you guys made uh, your final cuts, you, you, you were up. Uh, put Danny Johnson and Cornell are ultimately on practice squad and you had picked up a couple other guys off waivers and you had to use wild goose this week uh, for you like how how challenging is it to get these young guys who don't have a lot of experience who are new to your system up and ready and obviously wild goose had to actually play this week how challenging is that versus guys like Johnson and Elder who kind of at least knew your system yep that's that's the that's the challenge um, adding young talent to a group and um and developing them and working with them as quick as possible. I, I like the way uh, Wild Goose approached things. Um, you know, he got a little grabby on on a play early that that got called, but you know, overall he he did some real solid things for us. So uh, we'll keep developing them and, and working with them, and um, and it's good to have the other guys, uh, you know, like we do. And what's that balance between trying to develop some of these young guys? in real time, but you're also trying to win and having them perhaps have to yeah. learn uh, in, in a real game. How, how, yeah, how Everything's about winning. So it's all about win, win first. But in order to win, you've got to develop. And um, sometimes you get a guy uh, that's playing that, uh, that just got here. But, you know, the position was kind of decimated and he needed to play like the week he got here. And uh, that was the case with Ridgeway, you know, who actually is – Going back to where you know, where he was drafted this year, so um, I mean those things happen. It's fluid, you know. We we just to me the, what we've got to focus on, do the best we can to to zero in, to teach, um, help the guys understand, and create a role that they can that they can execute, and um, and then let them grow and let, and let them play. And uh, so you know you're constantly going through that as the year goes on. Um, injuries occur and different things happen and different opportunities to acquire talent. And, uh, I know the scouting department is always going to work hard to try and bring us the best players that we are, are, are capable of getting, and we're going to work hard as coaches to develop those guys, get them ready to play. As you said, sacks and turnovers often come in bunches. Are there things that that you're like? What do you look at to try and maybe create some of those situations for them? And how much yeah. are you looking to? I don't know awareness. Change? I mean, we've got we know about our turnover tape. I think we talked about that a little bit in the past. You know, we 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 weekly emphasize that. Um, uh, you know, with instruction and opportunities to learn from how things are happening around the league and things, um, and, and drills that we've done from the beginning of time. You know, we got turnovers in bunches um, throughout the off season, and really, I'm I'm surprised we haven't got them going yet. But they come, and we will, and we'll get ours. And uh, so we keep keep pushing, keep playing. It's like anything, you know. You have designs, how you'd like to see things go. They don't always go exactly like you'd like. And, uh, you know, the key is, as a, as a competitor, get yourself prepared, go out there and compete again. And uh, we've got an opportunity in Dallas coming up. What have you seen from that with the offensive line? There's been changes on their line. Ezekiel Elliott's a little bit older now. But what have you seen from that run game and what they still do well? Yeah, they're a good group. They've got two. They've got a talented O-line. They've got... Uh, uh, two backs that are, are really good at what they do, and they've got really good design. So uh, yeah, it'll be a challenge for us to get them slowed down. Last one. I realize you're going against their offense, but just from a defensive perspective, what makes Micah Parsons so good at what he does? Uh, I mean, you know, he's he's had a great start to his career. So um, explosive athlete, I think, is the main thing. Guy plays hard. I right, appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks. 
right, Jack Del Rio wrapped it up earlier today uh, over at the command center talking about the Cowboys and obviously his defense. Like the first, third, and fourth quarters. Mm-hmm. I did too. I didn't care much for the second quarter, though. I think that's what he was getting at. No. No. I uh, I would agree with him. But it was good to hear it. And, uh, man, they're making strides. I, based on what I saw, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was watching live. We well, got better. Yeah, look, they're not playing as good an offense this week, but they don't. They can't have a letdown, right? I mean, because that's been kind of the nature of this group is to have letdowns after you think they're making progress. So we'll see. Uh, hopefully a step forward. All right, enjoyed it this week with you, Doc. Uh, Anthony thanks, Haney. Jack. Glad you went Matt down. Essig. Thanks to Gus Ferrat, Lou Holder uh, for uh, jumping on board with us today. Craig Hoffman shows straight ahead. Tony and- Hill tomorrow, brother. Cowboy fans bringing you through Hill. And uh, I believe Linnell Willingham in with Craig here coming up next as yeah, well. Hoffman, baby, Halfway he's through. on deck. He's All on right, deck. We're out of here. Have a great day, everybody. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. Doc will be back with you tomorrow here on Burgundy Gold today. Team Night streaming live at the Free Odyssey app. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.